0: Forward slash give. Thanks for listening and God bless.
1: Our passage for today comes from Luke eleven, five through thirteen. Listen for what God is saying to you. He also said to them, Imagine that one of you has a friend, and you go to that friend in the middle of the night. Imagine saying, Friend, loan me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. Imagine further that he answers from within the house. Don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I assure you, even if he wouldn't get up and help because of his friendship, he will get up and give his friend whatever he needs because of his friend's brashness. And I tell you, Ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Everyone who asks receives, whoever seeks finds. To everyone who knocks, the door is opened. Which father among you would give a snake to your child if the child asked for a fish? If a child asked for an egg, what father would give the child a scorpion? If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? May God add a blessing to the hearing and living out of the scripture.
0: Good morning again, Urban Village Church. My name is Emily McGinley, and I have the great joy of serving as pastor um, here and in ministry alongside so many folks that you see um, up front and many people who you, whose faces you never really see, but who help us do what we do. Please join me in a word of prayer as we prepare our hearts. Um, God, we thank you for the gift to come together to laugh and have um, so much love for one another that our passing of the peace needs to be uh, shut down uh, We thank you that this can be a community where folks uh, can find a place of ease for their spirits and for themselves. And so we ask that um, as we gather in this space uh, at this moment, that your spirit would continue to move um, throughout our hearts and minds um, and helping us to hear you um, and understand you and experience your work and your word um, in a new way. We pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. So earlier this week, I had an opportunity uh, to get sort of reacquainted with my 19-year-old self in a strange but lovely way. Uh, Christian Kuhn, who most of you know, is one of the founding pastors of Urban Village Church. And last year, in conjunction with a book that he published, uh, Failing Boldly, he launched a podcast of the same name. And through this podcast, he's had conversations with lots of really interesting folks uh, that are famous, mostly in a churchy way. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, when he told me who he'd be in- interviewing, my inner fangirl and outer fangirl went ah! Um Because the person he was going to be speaking with was one of the most influential spiritual voices in my life at a very deep and introspective period in my faith journey. So here's a clip of one of my uh, favorite songs by her. And it's- the lyrics are in your worship guide. Last week, uh, it's so fortuitous that Vern would be talking about crying. Like, I, there's like a Pavlovian response. When I listen to this song, I just like start weeping about, uh, by the second verse. But So Jennifer Knapp occupies this really intensely important chapter for me. Her songs are filled with these questions about your place in the world and what it could mean and who God could be and how God could fill the gap between who you are and who you'll never be able to be on your own. There were these little surgical rooms where the open wounds of my spirit could be tended to in three to five minute increments. Her questions were too heavy for contemporary Christian music, um, the genre, but somehow managed to slip in between the uncomplicated defiance of DC Talk's Jesus Freak and Sixpence None the Richer's cover of There She Goes. And at this point I'm guessing only about 30% of you know what I'm talking about, but I guess (laughs) in a way These are the receipts of my bona fide evangelical Christian roots in case anyone had their suspicions. Listen, I read at least the first three books of the Left Behind series, okay? But anyhow, if you knew anything about Jennifer Knapp, you would know that she had these spiritual questions that shaped her songwriting, the kinds of questions that you weren't supposed to ask because you were so sure of your faith and your salvation. She knew something, you could tell. Otherwise, how could she know the questions that I was pray fighting with God about in my car? These are the kinds of questions that only someone who has ventured very close to the edge of your soul's buried self and dared to bring a shovel could know. And then a few years later, she completely disappeared. Life went on, and every once in a while, you kind of wonder, like, whatever happened? And after seven years of silence, most of which was spent in Australia, because where do you go when you're weirdly famous in the U.S.? After seven years, Jennifer Knapp came out as a gay woman. And you were like, oh, that's what it was about. <laughs> and in her interview with Christian, she says she wasn't, there wasn't this like, specific breaking point um, for her. Rather, it was a sort of slow but sure accumulation of micro-betrayals to her values and her sense of self. She shared how, during her music career, she had made an intentional decision to keep her mouth shut about anything to do with sexuality. It would devastate her career and destroy her success. And then something started happening. After a concert at the heyday of her popularity in Christian music, a teenager came up to her in the autograph line and whispered in her ear, thank you so much, the girl said. Your music has saved me from a life of homosexuality. She knew exactly how much, this, how much anguish this girl was in. She knew this girl was in the middle of the struggle. But instead of saying anything, she just kind of shuffled her along in the autograph line. And these occurrences started happening countless more times at an ever-increasing rate. And she realized that her silence was turning deadly. That the tacit approval of theological abuse embedded in contemporary Christian music and broader evangelical Christian culture was eroding her sense of dignity, that she was participating in something that was diminishing not only her sense of self worth, but the self worth of countless other closeted LGBTQ Christians. She was losing her integrity and couldn't perform straightness anymore in a culture that had no room for anything else. So she disappeared. And so why am I talking about this? Well, in our passage for today, Jesus tells a story about this person who comes knocking on her neighbor's door in the middle of the night. Boom boom boom. Open up. Hey, wake up. Boom boom boom. The neighbor drags herself out of bed and shuffles to the door. "What's up?" they say through the door. "Hey, I I need some bread." "What?" the neighbor says. "Do you know what time it is?" "Sure, um, come back tomorrow and I'll get it for you." "No, I need it now. Now?" Now, I've got this traveler who came by unexpectedly, and I don't have anything. CVS is closed. Walgreens is weird at this time of the night. So, (laughs) you know, at this point, you know, the neighbor might be a little annoyed, but they're not going to say no because it's their neighbor, right? They'll open the door, give her what she needs, and see her on her way. Now, here's the thing about this story in Jennifer Knapp. She was receiving these fans, right, travelers in a way, day after day, concert, after concerts, concert, standing in line, clutching their little autograph books, knocking on her door, hoping and knowing that if anyone would understand what they were going through, it had to be her. And they got to the front of the line, and they looked her in the face, and they said, I'm so weary from my travels. Do you have a place I can rest? Do you have any bread? And without batting an eye, she said, No. 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 No, day after day, concert after concert. And you'd think she was heartless, hypocritical even. But every no she spoke to them was a no she was speaking to herself. And here's the thing. She was telling the truth, actually. She was telling the truth. Jennifer Knapp had no bread to give because she had decided she wasn't going to ask for it. She was not going to open that box within herself, which meant she could not allow others to come to her with their open boxes. But you can only turn down so many hungry faces before it gets to you. Jesus says, even if the neighbor wasn't willing to open the door because they were friends, they certainly would do it because of the brashness of their coming to their home in the middle of the night. And so it is with God, Jesus says. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. And it all sounds very neat and tidy, doesn't it? Except, well, let's be honest, right? How many of us have prayed prayers How many among us have asked, have sought, have knocked, and nothing? Whether it was prayers around illness, employment, your financial situation, sexual orientation, addiction, mental health, broken relationships, vocational discernment, identity, estrangement, and any or all the things that might fill us with anguish at our helplessness and need. Jennifer Knapp. I'm sure of this. She prayed and she prayed and she sang and she struggled to fit herself into a mold that just was not made for her. And finally, when she was no longer willing to have her soul destroyed by an industry whose brand ironically was built on saving souls, she went traveling. She traveled and journeyed and finally knocked on a door in the middle of the night asking, asking like those weary faces that had come before her, asking, saying, please, I'm so tired. May I rest my head here, like a neighbor pounding on their friend's door saying, I'm out of bread, do you have any bread? When I think about Jennifer Knapp, I wonder how many nights did she spend on her knees, on her face, pounding, praying for God to take away this sin to make her whole and right and straight and nothing. She had prayed for so long, asking, seeking, knocking on God's door to give her the things she, the the thing she knew she needed to share her gifts with the world. And God heard her and met her need, but not in the way that she had imagined and not in the timeline she had in mind. Now, there's a term you hear in many Arabic-speaking countries. I think I've mentioned it before here, ahlan was ahlan. And you would hear it everywhere. I traveled um, for a little while uh, throughout the Near East, and you'd hear it everywhere. Ahlan, wasahlan. And the quick translation in English is welcome, but it's more than that. The word ahlan means family, and wasahlan basically means an easy way with abundant food. So roughly, ahlan, wasahlan, means this, welcome. You're like family. I will make your rough places smooth, and your hunger will be fed. I will do what it takes to make sure you have a home to rest in where uh, rest uh, from your weary travels. And so what does God's achlan wasachlan look like for you? What are you asking from God? What do you need God to help you find? Where can you find the rest for your soul and your spirit, that deep bone weariness? How do you need God to open a way before you? Now Jesus says, which father among you would give a snake to their child if the child asked for a fish? If a child asked for an egg, what father would give the child a scorpion? If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You'll notice the child is asking maybe for an egg or a fish, and the gift is the Holy Spirit. God hears your prayers. And God will respond to your prayers, your family. God wants to help make your way, to get you fed. So if you ask for a fish, you won't get a snake. If you ask for an egg, you won't get a scorpion. In other words, God is not out to get you. Okay, but if you read between the lines, right, just because you ask for fish doesn't mean you're going to get a fish. And if you ask for an egg, you won't necessarily get an egg. Regular folk already know how to give good gifts, Jesus says. God's got something even better for you. God will give you the Holy Spirit. How then should we pray? This is our focus for today. The ask on this third week of our sermon series on prayer. Jesus says, when you ask, be bold in your asking. Be brash and shameless like someone who is willing to wake their neighbor up at night. And so what bold prayer are you asking of God? How are you asking God to show up in the world and in your life? God will give. God will help you find. God will open the way. God will do all of those things It just might not look like what you thought it would. God didn't give Jennifer Knapp what she asked for. God did not give her straightness. And God did not let her shut her eyes for very long as those young people came before her and shared their truth, perhaps for the first time out loud. It took seven years, but her prayer was answered. She's just released a new album, this time as a folk artist. <laughs> and a book. And her musical and songwriting gifts have been unbound once again. And she's also working to advocate for the wholeness of LGBTQ people. God gave Jennifer Knapp something even better than straightness and a stone heart. God gave her healing. And God gave her wholeness. God gave her courage. And God gave her a new ministry in the world. This is is what the gift of the Holy Spirit looks like. God took in this weary traveler, fed her, and made her way easy. And then after seven years, God set her loose so that she could go do the same for others. So that she could go knocking on a neighbor's door to get some bread for the weary traveler coming to her door. What are you praying boldly for? How are you praying boldly for others? How are you relying on someone to seek bread for you? And how are you providing bread for others? This is how God's prayer economy works. Welcome begets welcome, healing begets healing, courage begets her courage, and hope
2: begets hope. Well, I've never been much for a soul in the presence of any man. Keep to myself all Safe and secure In the arms of a
0: God, we thank you that you meet us in our need and that you see the need that is beneath the need. That you help us have not just the things that we are asking for, but even more than that, that you give us the gift of the Holy Spirit and that that gift unlocks within us and through us something more powerful than we could imagine for ourselves. And so as we come before you in prayer with the big requests and the small requests, we, help, we ask, God, that you would always see us with your loving eye and turn us toward wholeness, not just for our sake, but for the sake of a world that also needs to know your wholeness. We pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Amen.